Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Across the Board podcast. I am your host, John Kaufman. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at Cleveland Spider. That's Spider with a Y, S P Y D E R. And with me, uh, as always, is my co host, uh, my better half. Uh, and although he is 20 years my younger, which is crazy to say out loud or to yourself privately in your own room, uh, is often the wiser man, which I definitely appreciate for sure. So, uh, Chandler Adams, welcome, Chandler. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great, John. I definitely didn't agree with basically everything you said, and I'm kind of looking over to our left, realizing that this Google Duo quality is better than our webcam quality. So, shout Ooh. out to Skype. Ooh. Thank you for nothing. Okay. But all right, John, yep. I'm ready to get this started. I'm so glad that you said co-host Chandler Adams. It takes a little bit off my shoulders, and we all know that you're going to do better at this than me. So what do we got for us today? Yeah. What do we got? It's not a competition. That's the important thing, Chandler. We're uh, we're working together, buddy. We're working together. So uh, what do we got? We got so much good stuff today. Uh, well, first of all, um, week one of the NFL season uh, is upon us. We are just about to see actual NFL football, which we haven't seen for quite some time since Kansas City uh, defeated uh, the 49ers in the Super Bowl. And so... Uh, it has been a, a long time uh, waiting. I, I don't know about you, but obviously the last seven months for the planet, basically, has been the longest seven months in recorded history. Yep. Um, yeah, so absolutely. There's maybe no better explanation for the theory of relativity than the last seven months, that's for sure, because it's felt like 7,000 years. Yep, it's so, been long. Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we are back with our first uh, Best Bets and DFS podcast of the year. Of course, we did these last year, um, midweek, every week, before the uh, uh, for each NFL uh, weekend, which uh, was fantastic. We had a good time with it. Uh, hopefully, we made people some money, um, both with the betting and the DFS uh, lineups and things like that. So similar stuff today. What we're going to do is we're going to run through a couple of our favorite bets for the weekend. Uh, Chandler's got some plays. I have some plays. I have better plays. Um, and then... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and before, when I said it's not a competition, what I meant was it absolutely is a competition, yep. 100%. Yeah, we're keeping so, track. We're going to have some kind of yeah. win-or-loser deal yeah. at the end. Yeah, there's a, comp a heavy competition here. So basically, the uh, just tracking our bets each week and the, the – the one who, you know, we'll, we'll do like a dinner bet or something like that. Like you, you know, loser buys dinner or something, you know, like a, like a Ruth's Chris type place or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, something. the good news is you'll have the money because you'll be following my advice all year long. So the dinner will literally pay for itself. Yep. So that's, that's the best that's part. True. So absolutely. And then I'll make sure to order you the humble pie for dessert. Yeah, so that'll be perfect. It. I need so. it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, after that, we're going to run through uh, some DFS lineups. So we have um, we went on FanDuel and we uh, went through and made up a couple lineups each. Um, actually, uh, well, you did one, and I did two. Yep. So, uh, but we've got other plays. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the players that we liked, but maybe we didn't squeeze into our lineups. Um, just other stacks that might be good, things like that. So just stuff that you. Um, you know, can kind of look out for. So it'll be a specific lineup, but then there'll also be sort of a general guideline as a rundown for, you know, how, the way you want to construct your lineups, whether it's tournament, GPP, you know, whatever the case may be, or cash games. So um, before we get to all that, we got to uh, we gotta pay the bills. So uh, first thing is uh, the description uh, down below on the screen, uh, in the description on YouTube, and in the description of the podcast as well, um, you'll find... Uh, 
uh, Bovada down there, which is one of our sponsors. And using the link, uh, you can get a 50% match uh, deposit bonus. John, so a 50% put, match? 50% Does match. Does that mean if I put in $100, I'll get $50 free dollars? Hold on. Calculators coming yes. out. That's wow. Exactly what it, yes. That's exactly what it means. How can yep, that be? Absolutely. Um, because they are uh, a great sponsor of ours and very generous, yeah, they and they want our listeners uh, and watchers, viewers, to have to get free money. They just said, "Here, uh, give give the people some free money." And so and we said, "Okay, that sounds like fun." So, so yeah, if you deposit money in there, uh, you'll get fifty percent of what you deposit in free money to place bets uh, online. So you can, <laughs> oddly enough, you'll have a few plays coming your way in just a couple minutes. So that'll yeah. be perfect for you. Um, so one of the other sponsors uh, is the Hawaii Coffee Company, uh, which, again, links down below, descriptions, things like that. Uh, you can also go to the website, which is www.atb.net. ATB Sports. Um, and, oh, thank you, atbsports.net. See, when everything's bookmarked on your computer, you just forget. It's like my own times. phone number. Uh, my old disclaimer. Yep. Yes. Um, something has happened with our website. The domain tried to get transferred. Um, I had to call Wix say no we're not trying to transfer our website and it's still down on desktop right now we're working with wix um yeah just go to do do it on your phone it's working on our phone it got got hacked by QAnon, basically folks that's basically what he's trying Uh, to tell you so it's just worth so much money that i i can't i i can't describe this is the quickest way to make one million dollars every fake youtube video ever sorry go on i just i stole one last night go on sorry 70% 70% of YouTube, absolutely. Yeah. So Hawaii Coffee we're in the, the, the legit 30%. But yeah, Hawaii Coffee Company. So links in the description. You click on the link. Uh, you'll have a, uh, you can uh, use our code to get a 10% discount uh, on your order. And the coffee is fantastic. So if you're a coffee drinker, definitely check it out. Um, it's, uh, what kind did you have again? You had, the, oh no, it was the same kind that I bought. I just got the, the uh, Lion's Roast. The, yes, that's it. The lion's roast. So, so disclaimer, obviously, like ten percent. You might be thinking that's not that much. I can just go into town and get it. Well, one, you don't want to go into town. There's there's sick people everywhere. Two, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't really want to get it because I'm like, well, it is only ten percent off. I bought it. Legitimately, some of the best coffee I've ever had. Um, I yeah. I really did enjoy the coffee. Truthfully, Delicious. I wouldn't be telling you right now if I didn't enjoy the coffee. I probably would have just dropped them because like. Having them as a sponsor doesn't make us millions of dollars, but their coffee is that good. I trust once you get it, you'll be a reoccurring customer. Go try their coffee. Yep. It's delicious. Yep. Check it out. You get a discount to do so. So, you know, even if you don't like it, it was a little bit cheaper, but you are going to like it. Try, yeah. If you like coffee, you're going to love it for sure. Absolutely. 100% no money and back guarantee. <laughs> something right. 100% zero money back guarantee. So. Okay, sorry. I um, keep interrupting you. And then we are uh, in the process of getting a sponsorship with FanDuel. Um, yeah, so thank you, Chandler, for that. That's pretty cool. Um, so he is working out the details with them uh, in the process of trying to link that up. So hopefully we'll have some kind of a cool deal with them, uh, you know, deposit money, whether it's with the fantasy or if you're in a state where it's, you know, legal to bet in uh, the U.S., which can we get our act together, Ohio? Yeah. We passed this law like five Colorado's years ago. Like, got it. Just, Colorado's got everything. There's so many. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. They're leading the country in they things that other states don't have. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah, man. It's, anyway, uh, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole trying to say how I'd like to try these <laughs> drugs that I've never tried and try to sound cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, 
such a Oh, gross. man. That's what the people came for, for sure. You got any betting recommendation or drugs? <laughs> or both? Either one. Become a, Either one. Bo- become preferably a, both. As our very own Mike Krub at CD Piglet on Twitter said, um, what do you want me to put in my bio, guys? That I was a degenerate gambler turned into a person telling you what to do with the Cowboys in fantasy every week? <laughs> like, It's recommended here. No, but yeah. it's... Uh, yeah, hopefully we can get things worked out with FanDuel, but I'm just excited to do these yep. best bets, Sean. It was my most fun I've had on podcast, and people listening blew them up. It was our best podcasts we've done, and um, I'm going to say this now, and I said it last year. Like, If okay. I were me making a gut call on Sunday, putting that bet in with Bavado, Bavada, I listen to John's plays. Like, I do. I, I, I think that my points and analysis – are pretty sound, pretty safe, but I'm just a person that likes to listen to someone else talk when they make sense. I do that. So I'm just saying John John seriously knows what he's doing. I, And I'm not going to just sit up here and tell you random plays that I think are going to work. I have reasoning and analysis and stats behind all my plays, and well, I guess we'll see at the end of the year who does what, but um, – just yep. John's not going to be humble about. John's going to be humble about it. He really does know what he's talking about. And he's very good at this stuff, so he's he knows what he's talking about. Listen up. So before, yeah, and you know, and that's a perfect segue, Chandler, and I appreciate that. Uh, before we get into uh, you, we'll uh, have you reveal your first ber- uh, best bet in just a moment. Uh, but one thing I was thinking about earlier today, as uh, we were, as I was texting you, the ones that I were looking at, uh, things like that. Um, it's just like. I guess this isn't really much of a disclaimer, but just sort of a, like, uh, you know, if it's your first time here, uh, first of all, welcome and thanks for checking it out. Yeah. We really appreciate that. Um, if you're back last year, then you probably understand some of the methodology behind, you know, like where these plays come from. As you said just a moment ago, we're not just, you know, these aren't just like, oh, I looked it up and, you know, my favorite team is the Colts and I'm taking them to beat the Jaguar. You know, it's not stuff like that. Like, we're, uh, there's going to be tons of information, okay, behind all these bets, okay? And so if nothing else, um, listening to this podcast, watching it on YouTube, however you collect this information, like you're, uh, we're going to bring a ton of accurate information, okay? And it's going to change the way you, um, the way you think about, you know, the NFL, betting, you know, whatever it happens to be, like it, because there's a process behind it, there's a methodology. And, um, and so, you know, I just wanted to highlight the fact that, you know, uh, one of the hardest things that, that humans, uh, we have a hard time, um, even when there's evidence for something, you know, we believe something to be true. And then we are presented with evidence that the exact opposite is true. Like we just get more entrenched in our beliefs and it's really, really difficult to, you know, take in new information and say, you know what, I need to reevaluate that position. Yep. Um, but we're going to talk about something, uh, later that's, uh, really important, uh, to know, um, about uh about gambling and uh and this year especially with 2020 you know we, we're not going to see a lot of fans at these games so okay well does that mean home field advantage is gone and things like that so um i wanted to do a little bit of research into this to make sure that we were presenting this uh in i guess the most um i don't want to say accurate because we're forecasting and predicting but you know just the best possible um you know, approach to it, I guess, just to be the most logical, the most sound. That actually so, segues perfect into mine, John. Um, wonderful. So I'm going to actually show my my best bets for week one. Oh, so, good. Um, those of you listening, we're going to take like a five-second pause. All 
Okay, so as you could see, um, kind of like what John goes on, John was just talking about. And for those of you listening, my first best bet of the week is Browns at Ravens. The Browns are plus eight, and they have money line of one fifteen. So I think I do a pretty good job, and John can. Um, I I have gotten better at um, definitely not showing bias a bias towards the Browns. Like so, last year I didn't bet a lot on the Browns because um, I just didn't want to. I, I just didn't want my heart to get in the way of my head, basically. Right. Um, but so I I am very analytical with how I approach things in sports. Anyone that listens to this podcast knows that. I'm annoying about it. Or anybody that's listened to the to a podcast with me <laughs> on it. This is a brand new podcast, technically. Um, yeah. So I go through Sharp Analytics is a really good one. PFF, obviously, is my favorite. Yep. Um, and I don't just say PFF said it. It's there. Like, you know, you have to take a little bit of consideration and everything. And Browns plus eight at Baltimore, you know, basically that's telling me they can still lose by a touchdown. Very likely that happens. Okay. Um, but basically my reasoning for going with this right off the bat was the, the Browns went in to week one last year against the Ravens. Obviously, two different teams. The Ravens' defense technically got better on paper, although I think they will have a defensive regression. I'm going to say that throughout all these podcasts. There's four teams I think will regress defensively, maybe not record-wise, but the Ravens, the Bills, the 49ers, and I can't think of the fourth team I want to say right now, but there's a fourth team I have in my mind. I'll figure it out by the end of the podcast. I think all these teams are uh, the Titans are mm. and the Steelers are kind of thrown in there they're adding Big Ben but defenses don't ever repeat like they did last year but anyway I might just be sure. a stickler for this stat but like I looked up you know defenses throughout the years and the only defenses outside of the Monsters of Midway and like the Bear I mean the Ravens of the early 2000s defenses don't repeat at a level that these ones played at last year, except for Bill Belichick's Patriots. Like Bill Belichick's Patriots throughout the years have kind of stayed steady, usually towards the top. Mm -hmm. The Bengals are, the Ravens are just one of these teams that while they added Clayus Campbell, one of the best defensive, I mean, like, I hate to say this, but he's definitely like at this point in his career in one game, I would probably take Clayus Campbell over Miles Garrett just because he's got the experience. He might know how to get off of a tackle that Miles Garrett doesn't yet because Miles Garrett is so raw still, which is crazy to think. But like, so mm-hmm. the Ravens maybe have the best pass rusher in the AFC North. Um, they have a very good secondary. Um, I don't love their linebacker situation. I know Patrick Queen's um, high on a lot of people's radar, but. Mm-hmm. I don't think this offense is going to necessarily take a step back. I It's going to be hard for Lamar Jackson to keep improving just because of the pressure on one's shoulders. But, you know, John's pretty much gotten me into this mindset where, like, it's pointless to hate on Lamar. Lamar Jackson's great. The Ravens are going to be great. But my reasoning for the plus eight on the Browns is that they went into week one last year in Baltimore also. Or not week one, week four in Baltimore also. And mm-hmm. they ran the ball. That's, that's they focused on running the ball, and if you like Baker didn't play good in that game. The Browns didn't play good in that game. Nick Chubb played good in that game, <laughs> and um, I just think that. And we'll talk about this later with our DFS, but like it's not just going to be Nick Chubb. It's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, the Ravens just aren't going to know how to defend these Browns because no one's ever seen, no one's ever seen a team with this much talent at like all so much star power. Like, even the 49ers last year, 49ers, um, Shanahan and Stefanski kind of run the same style of offense. Like, they're not the exact same, mm-hmm. but 
you know, it's like they're both supermarkets basically compared to a dollar general. Like, hmm. and the 49ers, the it. 49ers don't have as much talent as this Browns do on, on paper, on the field, the 49ers have been better. That's just, that's how it is. They've had better coaching. They, they mesh sure. well, but this Browns talent mixed with the kind of offense that Stefanski's going to run. I truly think if, you know, Eldell and Jarvis played like they did last year where they weren't getting touches, they did not get numbers, and they were still blocking down the field, running 60 yards with Chubb blocking. If that's the kind of energy they come out with, I don't care how bad this this linebacker corpse is for the Browns, which Lamar Jackson is going to pick apart. I mean, he's going to eat them up. I still think the Browns um, will keep it within seven. I really do. And then, so I thought I was crazy. I looked at Sharp with PFF, so not Sharp Analytics, but there's a guy named Lee Sharp with PFF who's their betting expert. And, you mm. know, he said definitely take the Browns plus eight. It was eight and a half at that point, but plus eight. And a lot of, you know, sites are agreeing with me. So that's my long-winded speech. That's the one I'll spend the most time on because I'm the most passionate about that one because I wanted to explain to you that while I am a Browns fan, I do expect the Browns to lose, to be quite frank. Um, however, I think it'll be, you know, a field goal, four points, or a touchdown. Yep. Yeah. That was a long-winded speech. I'm sorry. No, I, I think uh, I think a lot of what you said made a ton of sense. There's not much left to uh, top it off with. I, I guess I'll just say that uh, you know your point about the Ravens defense. You know they don't know. I mean, you kind of know what you think Stefanski's going to run, but you haven't seen anything. There's yeah. been nothing put on film in preseason, so you know there's nothing to go off of. So they're pro- they're going to be you know you're going to get caught by surprise by a couple of things. That's for sure. Second of all, we know that the they're going to uh, run with success just because of the style of the offense. Yep. Right. Um, so, you know, the, the, the wide zone running, um, if they, you know, if they do inside zone, which we're probably going to see a little bit about, well, more outside zone, but, um, you know, Chubb hunt, things like that. If they're going to have success on the ground and they're going to control the clock and the tempo of this game, then that's going to slow things down. Yeah. And if you're going to have a slower game, a slower style game, if the Ravens aren't going to be able to dictate tempo, then yeah, I mean, you'd want the team with the points like, you know, and if you're getting more than a touchdown, I mean, that's just, you know, that's huge. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's smart. I was uh, I'd basically say, like, looking at this line, e- even if, you know, almost blindly, um, you're either taking the points or you stay away. Like there's you. I would never lay eight with the Ravens here. Like, that's just yep. that's too much. And I know it's a home game, but it is also a division game. And, you know, two teams that know each other well, even though Stefanski's new, you know, obviously, um a lot of players, you know, were at that game last year when they thumped them in Baltimore. They were there, of course, you know, in Week 17 when they lost to Baltimore. So yeah, but, I'll talk uh, about yeah. the home game thing later because I actually picked three away teams to win, which okay, I'll, get, I'll give my reasoning later. Um, no, you want me to show your your bets real quick? Yeah, please go right ahead. Okay, so oh, I realize they can hear me; they just can't hear you. Here's John's bets. He's got Bears at Lions. The Lions. Um, with winning, uh, they're, you know, Lions um, get three points there, and they have a money line of 110, and then we'll save the other one for when you go next. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And just so we're – sorry, it was just so we're on the same page and it's not confusing. The uh, the juice is minus 110. Yeah. Uh, the money yeah, line said would money be line. if you My bet them without the points. My bad. Yeah, My bad. so that's – no, no, you're good. So, yeah, so we'll start with Detroit minus three uh, with uh, – and I got it at plus 100 for the juice, but mm. that's – I don't know. I don't think – I only saw that in one spot, so I don't think that's even – I can't even find it now, actually, to be honest. So we'll just say minus 110. Um, so, um, 
Yeah, like real simple. Basically, you uh, division teams, obviously, um, Chicago's going on the road. So Trubisky, you know, whether it's Trubisky or Foles, we found out it was going to be Trubisky a couple days ago. Um, uh-huh. So whether whether it was Trubisky or Foles, I, I'm fine taking the lines here. But if, now that it's Trubisky, I'm uh, slightly more excited, to be honest. Um, so yeah. um, the Bears are dealing with the injury to David Montgomery. So I don't know what their running game's going to look like. If they're going to have to have Ryan Nall out there just – you know, plotting and running in straight lines because he doesn't, he has never cut in his life. Uh, Tariq Cohen, like first just, down back. That Now, that's the thing. Cohen will probably have to play a ton. And if it's the kind of game where I'm expecting where um, Stafford and the offense are going to be able to kind of dictate uh, terms and, and game script will favor them, um, then, yeah, Cohen's going to be on the field a lot. And so it's going to, you know, Trubisky looking at Allen Robinson, some Anthony Miller. Hopefully he's healthy this year. I don't think the shoulder injury is going to be an issue. Um, and then Cohen, obviously, and then one of their 10,000 tight ends, Jimmy Graham and whoever else they have. So, but, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, Chicago's defense is good. They're on the better side. That's for sure. But, uh, you know, what we saw from Matt Stafford and their offense, Brian Bevel, the offensive coordinator, the first eight weeks of last, uh, 2019 before Stafford got hurt was fantastic. His average yard adjusted yards per attempt was up like two two and a half or three yards which in by far his the highest in his career so uh that offense looked incredible um weapons everywhere you know, bringing back a lot of oh yeah weapons galladay kenny galladay marvin jones uh, tj hawkinson is dealing he said that the ankle injury he had last year this was like two weeks ago he said it's still still bugging him just a little bit it wasn't quite all the way healed so that's pretty concerning let's especially be honest though a hurt yeah. hawkinson is still better than most tight ends in the league he, I mean, yeah, talent, the talent guys, wise, yeah, talent wise, talent wise, absolutely, it's sky's the limit for sure. Yeah. So, so hopefully he's not too banged up, because um, that's definitely an important piece. Of course, they're we're dealing with the injury to rookie running back DeAndre Swift. Carry uh, on, Johnson's probably going to see a lot of run in this game. They did sign Adrian Peterson. So, I wouldn't be surprised, um, John. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. No, please. I, I wouldn't. Be, I was just thinking about this today. I wouldn't be surprised to see Adrian Peterson run the ball a lot because with yeah. Adrian Peters' run style. Um, they're basically just gonna say, hey, just just get get the gap, get the right gap, and just get three four yards. But I mean, I yeah. don't see that. Like he's definitely not a play in fantasy. None of this Lions backfield is all year. I wouldn't say because it's just no. Clus- it's a cluster shit. Um, mm-hmm. Save our f bomb for some time later in the show. But nice, very. But good. yeah, very yeah good. I I love this pick. I like the Lions. Last year I picked the Lions to finish second in the division with obviously that stacked division, and I got crapped on for it, but. Their first, you know, their first handful of weeks, it was like one possession game, one possession game, taking the Chiefs to the wire. Like this Lions yep. team is very they good. Won that game. They they yep. replace Darius Slay with Jeff Akuda. You know, perfect world. They kind of do the same thing, and I think Jeff Akuda can play as well as Slay did last year. Slay didn't play well, but he was also out of position a lot of the time. Right. Um I love this. I love this play. I really do. Yeah, I think you just uh, you're laying a field goal with the better team. Bottom line, they have a better roster. They're uh, they just they're a better team. So it's that simple. They're at home, uh, which you know, I mean, for what it's worth, it's a little more comfortability, I guess. But um, but yeah, I just a lot of times if it comes down to it, like just look at the quarterback situation. You know, do you trust Matt Stafford like way more than Mitchell Trubisky? Yes, the answer is obviously yes. Yeah. So um, and as a side note, real fast. You can actually get the Lions to win the NFC North at like seven to one odds, which really? that's nuts because I like what team 
who are you gonna you can take the Bears? You can take the Vikings? Like Vikings lost to Fon Diggs. They still don't have you know oh, much of a secondary at all. Oh, this like, segue is perfect into my next pick. I mean, it's unbelievable. Are you really so, shitting you know, on my man Aaron Rodgers right now? I I just—it's only bad man. they didn't help him out. They didn't All help right. him out, man. Well, here's, no. Here's here's. Can I go into my next one? Because please, okay. who do you got? What's your what's your second best bet? My let's, let's best do it. bet is Packers plus two and a half on the Vikings. Um, let me get the let me get the juice for y'all. It's um, oh. minus one hundred five is the juice. Um, oh, good. So, so you only got to bet ten fifty to win ten. That's great. My. I love. Here's my two teams that I still love that everyone seems to be shitting on, uh, and I wish I could have picked them this week, the Patriots. But it's just touchdown to the Dolphins. I don't love it. Um, hmm. I still yep. think there's a good sure. chance that the Patriots stomp the Dolph- Dolphins. Here, here's my thing: the Packers did not help out Aaron Rodgers at all. They finished 13 and three last year, though, and in my opinion, they didn't lose anybody that was worth. They didn't lose anybody that's gonna widely change that. So. My thinking is obviously, Mister, way too optimistic about the teams that you know I want to be good. Maybe, but oh yeah, Alan Lazard showed that maybe he can be a wide receiver three, four some weeks. Um, I still really like um, Valdez Scantling. I think he's beautiful, beautiful for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers as that secondary guy. But he's got to be more consistent. But there's not a he's just a freak. He's so fast and so big. Um, he's got a lot of buzz this uh, summer. Yeah, man. I love Valdez. I love Valdez Scantling, and then um, mm-hmm. e- e- Equin whatever the Notre Dame kid, Equinemia St. Brown. Yep. Brown. He showed bits and pieces here and there. Whatever, not that good. But I really think Devontae Adams and Valdez Scantling and Lazard can elevate this offense enough. I think they can stay the same. Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure he's just freaking tired of everyone talking about these young guns. He wants to come out and just say, dude, I still got it. I mean, he's, I'm going to pull up real quick. The, um, comparison between him and Kirk cousins last year, which is going to kind of contradict my points. You can see here that for those of you not watching, I just have kind of the yards per game, touchdown interception ratio, completion percentage, PFF grade, and they're split half and half like Aaron Rodgers. The biggest flaw on him last year was that he was a little too conservative. He only had 26 touchdowns. Um, obviously he only had four interceptions, but my main point is I love this Packers defense. I love it. Last year they went out and got before the season, three top 100 PFF defensive players um, Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Adrian Amos, Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage are going to be one of the best safety combos in the league this year. I truly believe that. Um, I, I just love this defense. I love what Mike Pettin's done up there. And then, basically my my reasoning for taking this game is again division game i like the packers over i like the packers over that um the vikings have it basically all new secondary they are losing their last year he was their best receiver stefan diggs um i just i don't see i just aaron Rodgers against a young new secondary is like literally candy from a baby. This old yeah. man's gonna go in there, pick apart this Vikings defense. I I just love the I love the Packers this year. I love the Patriots this year. Um, I just think that people want to see new a new guard in these divisions, so they want to go that way. However, I I would very easily still 
make that bet with the Lions because I really like this Lions team. Um, their defense does scare me a little bit. A little bit. I sure. wish they would have signed back Snacks and not got rid of Slay. If they keep Slay and Snacks, they're an easy. I think they're an easy bet to win the division. But um, yeah, I like Packers two plus two and a half on the Vikings. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna go and show out. Um, also, the Vikings don't have Stefanski anymore, who has been nope. mildly quotation marks important to that offense mm-hmm. the past two years, as mm-hmm. we've seen. So yeah. Hopefully Mike Zimmer takes back over because that'll be good. Yep, absolutely. No, and uh, what's it called? That's uh, you know I I completely understand why you're making that play, and I don't disagree with you at all. Um, not and in, in not in the least. Uh, and I'll get to that in one second. So the one reason that I would be that I'm pessimistic about the Packers this year mm-hmm. is that they had they played last year. They were in uh, nine games that were one score games. Mm. Okay. They were eight and one in those games. That is a statistic that does not correlate to uh, any kind of year over year uh, stickiness. Like it's going to regress for sure. Um, It happens every year. So that's the problem. Like, so if you see a lot of close games, like there, you know, the it's, there's a lot of luck involved as much as we don't want to admit that in football, there's a ton of luck involved. And so, you know, that's just one thing that uh, tends to not be sticky. So, um, but yeah, but um, to your point, And the reason, you know, uh, you know, taking the Packers, right. And they're, they're traveling to Minnesota, right. They're getting two and a half points. They're going to Minnesota. Um, here's where we need to fight the, the, uh, the urge because of everything we know and learned, you know, about the NFL forever, right. Uh, home field advantage, right. Home field advantage. Okay. And I know there's not going to be fans this year and that's going to be, you know, or some stadiums will have a limited fans, things like that. I'm, it's not going to not have any effect. It will be some kind of a factor, of course. I don't know how much of a factor, but I think here's the thing that we need to uh, quickly dispel, okay? So, Chandler, if I say to you, if I ask you, give me maybe the three teams in the NFL that you think, you know, two, three, four teams in the NFL that you think have the best home field advantage uh, year in and year out, you know, the toughest places to go play in the NFL. Seattle, Buffalo, Green Bay, New England. Okay. Yes. I Maybe think, not even yeah, Buffalo, that's... but Buffalo's tough because their home field advantage is good, but their teams have been yep. bad. So sure. statistically, that wouldn't be one of them. I'd say the Saints. I'd say Saints, Patriots, yep. New Orleans. Yep. Yep. Saints, Kansas Patriots. City oh, is on that Kansas list. City. Okay. Yep. Arrowhead's always a tough play. You know, they're very loud, even though it's an open stadium. You know, yeah. um, the uh, we I went to the Brown Saints game uh, in 2018 in Week Two. It was Tyrod Taylor's last start. <sighs> that throw um, to Antonio and, Callaway. One of the best First of all, I've I thought, ever seen. I thought I was going to hit the roof of the Superdome. No joke. I was like, that. well, that's going to bounce off the scaffolding. That's like, going to be I, going to the Bengals this week. He <laughs> launched it, man. Launched it. Um, the When they scored the go-ahead touchdown, I could, you, you're, like, your head almost hurts. That's how loud it is. Like, I could not believe how loud. You really can't hear anything. Like, it's remarkable Louisiana how loud that legitimately gets. runs off of LSU and the Saints, and that's not being yeah. exaggerative. Like, that's all they no. breathe. Half of those Louisianians yep. can't even talk <laughs> down the bayou. <laughs> if you enjoy that joke, go watch Tom Segura's new single. I think it's called um, Something Balls. I can't remember. We're talking, like, testicle balls, but it's it's funny. He makes fun of Louisianians. Not volleyballs, you guys. Make sure you don't think yeah, that. Type so. in testicles Absolutely. on – no, no, I'm kidding. But Tom Segura. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Go on. 
have the mind. No, you're good, man. Um, so, but yeah, like, um, so, but you're right. Like those are the, you know, Kansas city, new Orleans, new England, you know, uh, Seattle, especially Seattle. Everybody talks about how the, the roof, the structure, the way right it was built top. and the roof, it keeps the noise like that. Like it almost like, uh, bounces it back down yep. to the field. So yeah. Um, well here's, you know, so I looked into this cause I was curious, right? I wanted to see like, what are we dealing with here? Okay. So, uh, Seattle, when they had the Legion of Boom, okay, so this is over a five-year stretch of time, right? They were 34-6 and six at home, okay? So that's crazy, yeah. right? Home field advantage, that's crazy, right? You lose six games in five years in your stadium. That's the, I mean, that's, that's unbelievable. That's every home game for the Browns. <laughs> right. They lose six home games a year. Like, they've averaged, you know, six and a half probably since 1999. It's, you know, it's terrible. So... After the Legion of Boom left, right? So Russell Wilson, but you, now you've largely changed you know, defensive pieces and things like yeah. that. Uh, so from 2017 to 2019, the last three years, they're 14 and 10 at home. Okay? So what happened to their home field advantage? Did the fans not cheer as loud anymore? So was it actually What's, just their defense? Or the, the, the roster composition. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Like... And, and this is this, I think New England is the best example. I don't think there's one, nobody can point to like a structural, you know, well, the stadium is built in such a way that, you that's know, whatever. That's a pretty like, open-ass stadium. The one end is just like completely right. open. And I'm not saying their fans aren't, you know, uh, rabid and, you know, good fans. Like, of course they are. They cheer like crazy. I, you know, uh, we watched, we've seen a thousand Patriots games, you know, in the last 20 years. Um, but the bottom line is they're, they have home field advantage because they've had Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They've been good. Like, remarkably good mm. like that's that's the reason for that so and i and again there is some advantage that a packed house in seattle is going to give you know uh to the, the team right against whoever the visitor is like of course it's harder to call plays when it's loud because the fans are just that loud so not to cut um, you off or cut you short but so basically yeah. did you find that it's not really a home field advantage it's more or less these teams have the elite quarterbacks like Mahomes or even Smith was elite when he was at um Kansas City Tom Brady Rodgers like is that what you're getting at or well here here's the, here's what I'm getting at okay and and thank you for uh kind of corralling it to the point here um last year it just in 2019 alone okay home teams covered 43.7% of the time Okay. Wow. So, actually not that good. Right. So they're below 500, yeah. right? Covering the spread at home. Okay. Now that's across the league 2019, right? Uh, in 2019, home teams across the league. So if you just took all the home teams and you put their point spread into a blender and you just averaged it out, right? You just collected the average for all the home teams for every game for the entire year. They were favored by an average of 1.76 points. Okay. Which. <laughs> That's the uh, how funny is that? Uh, that's the fantasy football. I have an alarm for the one league because the waivers are due, so I like <laughs> make sure to set an alarm on my phone so I don't forget every because I I used to forget all the time. So, um, I like football is what we're getting you're, at here. I think yeah, you point, meant psychopath. I think, that, I think that point was clear. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so they were favored by an average of one point seven six points, which was the third lowest average in the Super Bowl era. Okay, really? so. The books are adjusting. Like home field advantage is, it doesn't mean at nearly as much as what it so used to. So I'm not nearly crazy for picking three road teams. Home teams against the spread, and this is this one blew me away. Home teams against the spread have been below 500 in five of the last six seasons, and in 13 of the last 16 seasons. What the shit? So, so home field advantage ain't shit. That's no, just an old not- saying. 
So right. pick the New good England... quarterback and team. <laughs> exactly. God exactly. Damn. So, you know, you're looking at your bet and you're saying the Packers have to go to Minnesota. Okay, great. Who, which, again, who's got the better quarterback, yeah. right? Which roster do you think is dealing with less turnover, less, you know, things like that? Like, that's the kind of stuff that's going to matter. Well, to be okay? fair, so, um, I, my, my betting, for this what I did was I took my top five quarterbacks in the league. Obviously, Russell okay. Wilson's number one. And I kind of weighted them like, okay, so Matt Ryan was like, you know, he's somewhere from like 11 right. to 15. Um, Russell Wilson's number one. So, like, that was one of the biggest differentiations in my list. So, I was like, okay, now do I like Seattle with this play? Yeah, they they got Jamal freaking Adams, who, you know, might not be able to cover that well. He's still a absolute play, an absolute playmaker. Ooh. Oh, um, yeah. Quentin Dunbar's not playing because he's an idiot. Okay. Um, okay. Which really hurts because once Quentin Dunbar's back, this is a very good secondary. Griffin, Adams. But hey, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like that's kind of like no. it's nice that you say that because I was getting I feel was feeling crazy. Obviously with the Browns of Baltimore, I didn't take the better quarterback there. That's a that's an eight point difference. Like that was a different kind of mindset. But with these close games, right. two, three points, I just like here's my best quarterbacks. How big is the difference? Do I trust the head coach? That's kind of how I always take this. Like I try not to make it too for those of you listening that are like, Well, oh, I can't keep up like I'm the farthest thing from smart when it comes to betting. I never even knew what sports betting was until I started talking to John. So this is like my second year looking into this. Yeah, you're just new to it. Yeah, That's and all. it's not my you know formula this year might not work very well. But basically, I'm aver- I'm waiting out my quarterbacks and coaching combos. Obviously, there's going to be little minute things that come in each week, but like. Don't overcomplicate it. Basically, is what I'd say. I overcomplicated yeah. a lot at first, but it's really just who the hell has the better quarterback and coaching combo? Right. And and again, this year, less turnover, right? Yeah. Who's dealing with less turnover in the roster, in the coaching staff, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. That's what's going to really make a difference because they just didn't have a regular off season. Yeah. Not, you know, time to practice, things like that. That's going to really weigh in. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, and just dispel like this home field advantage, like, you know, the, the, you know, Kansas City has been, you know, maybe that's the one place where you could say, look, playing there is just tough because of the fans, the the weather, the elements, the wind, you know, things like that. Like, but the bottom line is teams like New England and, and Seattle have been good at home because they're great teams, yep. not because of some, you know, advance. I mean, again, like I said, it, it's if it's loud there, it's harder for the visitor, of course, like it was when I, you know, we went to see the Browns in, in New Orleans, of course. But good teams are, you know, just pick good teams. That's what we're saying. Just pick good teams, right? Look at the quarterbacks, things like that, like what Chandler was talking about. What it, and hell, that's a great idea. Look at the difference between the quarterbacks, right? If you even if you just rank them yourself, one to thirty-two, and then say, wait, the third-ranked quarterback is playing the twenty-ninth. Yeah. Wow, that's a huge difference in my book. And then just take the you know, take the and, team. And when you're getting Aaron Rodgers and you're getting two and a half points, yeah, there's there's only one quarterback that's an elite quarterback. Like you cannot like dispute that he's top six seven that is on a bad team and that's deshaun watson but he's almost so special that a lot of weeks he's going to actually carry that team into a a victory especially being in that division Um, absolutely but other than that like when you look at a good quarterback um like name any good quarterback drew Brees, good team um i would even go so far as to say cam newton like i think people are sleeping on cam newton former mvp was playing on carolina's a terrible roster they've been a terrible roster for four seasons They've had Since the Super Bowl. a top quarterback and a top running back. Anyway, but, yeah, that's kind of my thing. Um, sorry, yep. John, 
Absolutely. What's your second? No. And it leads us right into that. Yeah, absolutely. The second bet is going to be uh, the Raiders. So Las Vegas, minus three. Uh, the juice on that's minus 120. So if you are going to bet that, you're going to have to do that soon because that's an indicator that's going to go to three and a half soon. And I I wouldn't mess with that. Like, I like the play regardless, and I'd probably bet it even at minus four. But there's no reason to lay that extra half a point or point. So, um, and real simple, um, you know, talking about the quarterbacks involved, you know, Derek Carr here and Teddy Bridgewater, um, you know, not that I trust Carr anymore, but I think that uh, Josh Jacobs is going to be able to do, they're going to be able to run all over this defense. Carolina's defense is putrid. Uh, <laughs> they are the first team since the AFL NFL merger to spend all seven draft picks on defensive players. Um, and they didn't do interestingly, that. Interestingly, picking them. Yeah, like it was, I mean, they, you know, obviously at the top or whatever, it was, you know, fine. But like after that, I, w- I wasn't thrilled either. So, because uh, Derek Brown, correct, was the first, yep. their first pick. Yeah. So, um, oddly enough, uh, I just happened to come across this. The 85 Browns picked, spent all seven picks on offensive players. That was the only other, other only other on one side of the ball or not. Let's say you trot out seven rookies, or even if it's just five of them, right? And you got a couple backups, so you got you're asking five rookies to start on a defense, you know, that where you didn't have any kind of an off season, and they weren't good. To, like, I just think, you know, McCaffrey's not. He's a special, special player, but he can't do everything for them. Uh, I just they're going to be behind in this game. Uh, the Raiders are going to be able to do what they want on offense. I don't think the Raiders are. I think they're a, a good team, a solid team, but their schedule is really hard this year. Um, they have a like a season win total of like seven or seven and a half, which I would bet way under on that. Just, just cause of their schedule, it's really difficult, but, um, but yeah, so simple. And again, this is on the road, right? So this is a situation where in the past we would look at this and say, Oh, you're telling me I can take three points at home with Carolina and the Raiders have Derek Carr and the Raiders have to travel from, you know, Vegas from the West coast, uh, West, you know, Pacific time zone to the Eastern time. Like, just forget all that. The Raiders are a better roster. It's that simple, right? It's that they have way less liabilities on offense and way less liabilities on defense. It's that simple. So we're just going to lay the three points here with the Raiders. Um, and uh, yeah, watch Carolina start what's going to be a miserable season because I have, I would pick them to be have the first overall pick next year. I think they're worse than Jacksonville. I, th- I think Derek Carr is very underappreciated. I mean, again, former MVP if he doesn't break his leg. And he's if better he, Teddy Bridgewater. If he would it. just throw the ball down the field i'm gonna use yeah. the one f if Derek Carr would throw the ball down the fucking field man and he might he'd be fine he's, he's young but he's he won't do it young. he just we, won't we'll see he better like Derek Carr. well we I like they got him henry that's why they got henry ruggs that's Ed- why they did exactly it. brian edwards so hopefully he will but yeah so that's the second play raiders uh panthers um what's your uh you got a third play for us today yep and i'm gonna make it super short because we're running long shocker me and john over talking seahawks Minus two and a half, so you basically uh, Falcons are getting three points there. I'm taking the Seahawks all day, every day. Best quarterback in the league, way improved defense, best linebacker in the league, one of the best safeties in the league. I, I, there's not much more I could say. If Will Disley's healthy, one of the best tight ends in the league. True. I don't care about his health, his, his play. And they finally went and improved the offensive line a little bit. Like They did not do great, but they finally got – uh, some inside presence with Damian Lewis, Seahawks all yep. day. Absolutely. 
Uh, it's currently the consensus right now is I see one and a half on the board, and there's some twos. So, uh, yeah, you could even get this at one and a half and just, you know, lay less than uh, two points, which would be beautiful. But, yeah, Sweet. that's a great call. I totally agree. I would. I, I think that um, if I were doing more, I would have I put that – I would have included that as well. So that's a really good one. Um, the last one I have for you is a teaser. Um, real simple. So uh, if you don't know what a teaser is, uh, it's a bet where – like a parlay where you take two or more bets, put them together. Um, you get six points – to move the line, to adjust the line, basically. Um, and you do it with both teams. So you, the two bets you pick are three, you know, four. It's crazy to do a, like a four-team teaser is pretty crazy, but um, two or three teams is pretty much generally all you ever want to do. So, but, uh, and then the, the catch is that both bets have to win uh, for you to win the bet. So um, if you lose one, but win the other one, you lose the entire bet. Now, obviously, if you lose both, you lose the whole bet. So, um, but it's a good way to take what you want to do with teasers is you want to take uh, small underdogs and push the line up. Um, so, for instance, the first game in the teaser is going to be the Rams. Uh, they are Sunday Night Football, so they're they're getting three points, plus three right now. Okay, so we're going to take the six points and we're going to move that up to plus nine. Okay, so we're going to take the Rams at home plus nine uh, over the Cowboys, which I who I do like. I definitely like the Cowboys this year, but I think that's going to be a fun kind of high scoring game, a shootout. And I just want like give me all nine of those points for sure, because I don't think that uh, I don't see McVay and they're going to get blown out two years back to back at that future. Though. Their offensive yeah. line still terrible. Yep. Um, running back kind of wash out. Uh, he didn't really, uh, you know, Gurley didn't play much. Still, I mean, Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods, good enough on offense. Yep. Uh, it's going to depend on Jalen Ramsey. I know that sounds like, well, if Jalen Ramsey can slow down Amari Cooper, you know, CeeDee Lamb's first game ever and Michael Gallup, like, make those two beat you, you win. Right. I mean, you don't win. You don't lose by nine, though. Right. Yeah, you can keep it close for sure. Um, and I think the uh, at the end of the year last year when they uh, when Tyler Higby came on uh, and they had Gerald Everett as well, they were running a lot of uh, 12 personnel, so one running back, two tight ends. And so I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think we're going to see a lot of two two tight end, two wide receiver uh, sets. And I think that's advantageous. Yes, because golf is going to be a little bit better when they're moving the pocket and there's less pressure, things like that. So I think that will really yeah. help him. Um, and then the other, uh, the other game we're going to put in the teaser is the Colts. So they're minus eight at Jacksonville, but we're going to take that down six points to minus two. So basically what we want to do is, uh, whenever we, whenever we've had a teaser, we want to take the line and move it through key numbers, right? So, uh, minus eight is terrible, right? Like we don't want to lay more than a touchdown. Like we were talking about with the Ravens earlier. Um, even though I, you know, if the Colts whip the, the Jaguars, I no one's going to be shocked by that. Of Very course, likely. But, but there's no reason to mess with that. Let's just take it down. Uh, so we move through seven, we move through four, and we move through three. And those are great numbers. Obviously, you know, NFL games uh, land on three, four, seven a lot more than they do, uh, you know, two, five, those kind of numbers. So, so we're going to take the Colts down to minus two, uh, take the Rams up to plus nine, and that's going to be our teaser. Um, the typical juice on the two team teasers minus one ten, so you're you know betting uh, eleven to win ten, so pretty uh, pretty standard stuff. But um, yep, so that'll be the teaser of the week. Um, but uh, yeah, and those are our best bets. So three plays each. And again, we'll tr we'll be tracking this. So we make sure that we uh, see who does better at the end of the year between Chandler and I. Uh, loser buys dinner with all the money they won from all of our best bets. So there you go, perfect. Um, all right. 
let's uh, let's touch on the DFS lineups, um, and then All we'll right. get these good people out of here. Perfect. All right. Once again, in the description of the video, description of the podcast, click that link. You can get 50% match on your um, Bavada deposit. Helps you. Helps us. Absolutely. It. But yeah, let's get to this DFS. This is this is the thing that John brought me on to last year. I don't remember how it quite happened. I didn't know what DFS was until last year. So I kind of got last year um, kind of finding the ropes of it, I guess you'd want to say. Absolutely. Um, and I'm still more of like a, I like, I'm a, I'm a small, what do you call it? I like the 20 to 50 pool things. I don't like the big money pots. I don't no. know what you would call it. I don't, yeah, the, tournament the giant plays. tournaments. Yeah. I don't like tournament plays. I do the, I do the twenty fifty dollar um, group plays. So these are the ones. Um, and John, correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Again, second year doing this. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that, like, statistic historically, and statistically, I guess. This is where you go safer. And I don't mean like, like we're talking about Derek Carr doesn't throw the ball down the field. Like not like that. But get the guys you know are going to perform well. Because in these big tournaments, that's where you have to pick these guys that no one else is going to have that are yes. really cheap. They're going to blow up. Right. So you want a little bit of blow up in here because you got to go cheap some places. But this is where you get the McCaffreys or the, you know, the Michael Thomases. Like you need a you need a guy because yep. you got who you got to stay with the consensus. If everyone's drafting Christian McCaffrey and you don't get Christian McCaffrey, you lose. It's, that's what I'm trying to get. To. Right, you're so far behind the eight ball. If they all have McCaffrey and you don't, and he has one of his games, like it's it's really tough. So you do have to pay up for some of the bigger names in these kind of plays. You're absolutely right, but you need yeah. a higher floor, uh, like you said. So you know that's kind of what you're shooting for is like high floor with with uh, plays with also high upside. Yep. And um, so John, I was just I was watching Fantasy Pros earlier, and they kind of did quarterback, quarterback, running back, running back. Is that how you want to do it? Oh, perfect. Yeah, let's do it. That's perfect. All right. So you go first. All right. Host. So uh, the first one. Um, so basically, uh, one and one of the other great strategies, whether it's tournament or cash plays, or you know, if it's a small thing or whatever, um, is you want to stack. Uh, you want to try to stack your quarterback with a receiver and a tight end, or you know, two receivers, things like that. Like. Um, you know, I didn't do this, but Matt Ryan with Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, you know, things like or Matt Ryan with Julio and Hayden Hurst, like those kind of things are really good. Because if you get the kind of game that you are expecting from a high scoring affair, um, you know, there you're you could have two, three players that blow up and then you're really, you know, in business. So and that's what I did with my first one. So it's going to be an eagle stack. So my quarterback is uh, I went with uh, Carson Wentz uh, at Washington. OK, do you want me to just go with mine now? Yeah. Who's your quarterback? Okay, yeah, so I went with Josh Allen, uh, reason nice. being. Um, so, no, nope, I won't even get into actual football. Fantasy-wise, Josh Allen is a freaking monster, yep. and he's going to be a monster as long as his legs are still underneath him. Right, and FanDuel, these tournaments or cash games, whatever, they uh, it's four points for a passing touchdown and six points for a rushing touchdown. So guys like Josh Allen, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, when he has a good matchup, um, Gardner Minshew, uh, Gardner Minshew uh, guys like that, like they're really valuable. The if they run for forty yards, that's like a passing touchdown, right? So if you have Dak Prescott and he throws two touchdowns, and Josh Allen runs for eighty, that's the same day, right? And if he adds a rushing touchdown or two, like it's just it's a huge day. Like so, those guys really stand out in a in a uh, setting like this with this kind of scoring. So that's a great play. That's a great play um, for running backs. I grabbed uh, Dalvin Cook against Green Bay. So he cost uh, he was eighty seven hundred, and I didn't mention Wentz was seventy seven hundred. Um, and then um, a bit of a uh, kind of a 
taking a shot here because Jonathan Taylor's only 5,400 um, against Jacksonville. And I just I think the Colts are going to dictate terms in that game. Um, I, Marlon Mack might have a nice day, but I think we're going to see a lot of rushing from Indianapolis. And I just, you know, Jonathan Taylor is one of the best prospects outside of Saquon Barkley we've seen in a very, very long time. So, um, yeah, just kind of excited to see him get some run in his first NFL game. So, and he's so cheap at 5,400. That really helps. Yep, that's a great that's a great go. Um, I went um, a little bit safer. I went with Christian McCaffrey, so he's the yep. he's the max salary you can have. I don't usually go for this type of player, but Christian McCaffrey is so good, and he's proven it two years in a row now. Like you can trust him week in week out. Um, negative game script, positive game script. He's gonna score for you. He's one of those few players that can do that, um, and he'll actually do better for you in a negative game script, which is unheard of as a running back. And Las Vegas doesn't have a good defense. They they have a better defense than, you know, like we talked about with John. They're better than Carolina. Still yep. not a good defense. No. There's not there's not a safety or a linebacker that you can shadow McCaffrey with. So I got McCaffrey, 18 projected points. Yep. Top running back. That's perfect. Who's your uh, second running back? Yep, sorry. Um, so no, um, most of the time, actually, on FanDuel, which I know is not – popular i do three running backs because i just like running backs i feel like you can predict them better week in week out but i did only go with two this week and i did four flex wide receivers just because i think there's four receivers i really love this week but Mm. my running back i don't love um it's i'm half and half so like i really love john's 5400 jonathan taylor and i could afford that in this lineup but i went with kareem hunt and my reason being i don't think a lot of people will have him and I think a lot of people will have Jonathan Taylor, which I know. Chandler, you just said you want to get the people you want. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to go off for 30 points. So, like, right. I can I can stomach not having him this week. And I think that for a lot of people, they think Chubb and Hunt are going to be, like, Chubb 80%, Hunt 20%. In a perfect world, like, what I would guess will happen, it's going to be about 65-35, 60-40. And especially if the Browns get down, it's going to be, I would say, 50-50. Kareem Hunt, you need out there if you're down. I, yeah. like That's just how it's going to be. Kareem Hunt is extremely talented. He's not as good of a runner as Chubb. He's extremely more gifted in the passing game. At 5,800, you get Kareem Hunt. I don't think he's going to be this cheap again all year. I like the play. Um, definitely if you have another running back. And if you ever have questions on this, by the way, if you ever have questions about your DFS lineups, send them to one of us. Um, we got a whole slew of fantasy people on our ATB team. Send it over. I, I mean, we will help you in one second, like if you have a question about it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I've got Kareem Hunt there. I do love Jonathan Taylor, though. I think um, with Kareem Hunt, you're taking a little bit more risk, hoping for a little bit more reward. Yeah, but it's a solid play, especially with game scripts, like you said. Like it's not going to be eighty twenty, and just like just think it, think it, like just do a thought experiment real quick. Like if the Browns are going to run the ball twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven times, like what Chubb has, what eighteen of those carries? Yeah. So Hunt's going to have you know ten, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Like and he's so efficient when he does run the ball. His his and not his, only that, yeah. but if he adds in like eight to ten targets, yeah. You know what I mean? If he has a seven catch game with 11 carries, like you, you, you know, if, I mean, look, he's got to get in the end zone probably, but if he does two or three times, like, Oh man, that's like, this, you're going to hit Jin. Cause you're right. Nobody is going to, you know, he's not going to be highly owned for sure. I'm taking a bet. I'm taking a big bet on myself here. I'm guaranteeing this play will happen once. Cause we saw it with Dalvin cook and cream hunt okay. is, isn't as good as Dalvin cook in the open field. 
but he is just as slithery. He can just really evade tackles. He's very efficient with the ball in his hands. Um, There's going to be a play action to the right or to the left. Whole line's going to go that way. The defense follows. Um, Maybe you have Odell slanting over to the side of the field that, um, you know, the play action's going to. So Mm -hmm. defense thinks that it's going to be a quick pass to, and then Kareem Hunt slips out the left side on a little, play action screen because uh, yep. you know you saw this with Dalvin Cook I saw I can't remember who they were playing there's either Chiefs or the 49ers they were playing during the year and Dalvin Cook got a 50 yard run he just kept running across the middle of the field and that's the type mm. of play you can expect from Kareem Hunt um, and just it takes one of them it takes one pop off to make make it worth 5800 sorry yep. go on to your wide receivers no Awesome call, man. And you're right. And I, I love the reasoning for it, too. It's nice that, you know, like you obviously clearly thought this out and that's really cool. So, you know, present your not just your plays, but the ideas behind them. We love that. So thank you. Um, all right. So this goes back to the uh, stacking idea. So I got the Desha- Deshaun Jackson as my first wide receiver at uh, 5,700 against Washington. Um, I mean, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with anything. But last year it was like six catches for 134 yards and two touchdowns week one against Washington. Then he got hurt. So, you know, uh, the, the football team, I'm going to call them the football team all year long because that's what they want to be called uh, like a bunch of idiots. So, so the, uh, the Eagles play the football team this week. Uh, and the football team doesn't have a very good secondary. They don't have it at all. Good secondary. (laughs) And everybody on uh, Philadelphia is dealing with a soft tissue injury of some sort or another, except for Deshaun Jackson, which is what never the case. Who's one of the best deep threats in NFL history. Yeah, it's it unbelievable. I mean, yeah, he, look, he can still fly. So, you know, he's 32, 33 years old, whatever he is, but he can still fly. So, and just for, like, from a sheer, like, they, don't, they just don't have any bodies in Philly. So we're, you know, and 5,700, that's super cheap. So Carson Wentz um, is extremely accurate deep down the field. This, right. It all adds up. Yeah. Sorry that I good, kept this, chiming in. That's my number. That's what you talked him in. I had Henry Ruggs there, and John was like, I got Deshaun Jackson there for the same price. And I was like, well, I think Deshaun Jackson is a little bit more proven than Henry Ruggs, so maybe I'll go with that route. Mm-hmm. That's why I told John it's nice to have a second set of eyes on your lineup. And just right, and just because we know, like uh, Ruggs is a fine play, and it's worth taking a shot on it. But like, I don't, we don't know anything about the way the Raiders are going to deploy him, right? Like, and what if Jacob? What if they just are able to run the ball all day long? Yep. Like, you, Very Ruggs likely. might they might not need him. Yeah. I don't think there's any way that the Eagles are not going to have to throw a little bit in this game, even though they're a better team than. Uh, Rugs and the football team. Rugs is going to be starting in the slot too. So not that you can't be efficient from the slot and you can't get big plays from the slot, but just give me Deshaun Jackson on the edge. He's faster yep. than everyone on that defense. It's it's a it's a nice play. It takes one play, and if not, yep. he's at least going to have four catches for 40, 50 yards. Like that's I would say that's a give me. So you're getting ten points out of him. You're not losing. Right. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to add in DJ Chark uh, at sixty six hundred versus the Colts. So. What do you think the uh, Gardner Minshew and the and the Jaguars are going to have to do all day long at in uh, at home against Indianapolis? Was, They're going to have to yeah, throw the ball, yeah, for sure. And Chark's going to get peppered with targets. So, yeah, there's no way he doesn't like go nuts. This this is I really love this play. Sixty six hundred. Uh, that's a good amount, and they're definitely going to have to throw the ball. Um, interestingly, I didn't choose Minshew for this, but you could easily do light up a Minshew, uh, what's called uh, Chark stack for your lineups too. Absolutely. Yeah. So. I, I with, with the um, expect the Jaguars to have a very Fitzpatrick and Parker feel. They're they will a lot of times bad teams if they have a viable quarterback and wide receiver combo. That's a great option for DFS each week. 
I simply didn't do it because I really like the Colts and I really like their defense. They're not great. They're just like very solid. That's why yeah. I didn't do it. But uh, I mean, Gardner Minshew, um, also Gardner Minshew is a very good runner. I was listening to a podcast. He, oh yeah. He had 503, I don't know, he threw 500 oh, yeah. yards rushing. Um, no touchdowns because Leonard Fournette got every rush inside the five yard line last year for the Jackson Jacksonville Jaguars. But Jay Gruden, um, when Kirk Cousins was the quarterback, and Redskins in one year had six rushing touchdowns with like 40 yards rushing. So Gardner Minshew is a great play because he's going to get rushing touchdowns as well this year. That's a guarantee. Absolutely. But absolutely. Yeah. Great play with. And then Richard. my uh, thank you. And then my last receiver. Uh, so news uh, came out today that Mike Evans is dealing with a hamstring injury and did not practice. I think he's going to be game time decision. Very iffy uh, against um, what's called the uh, Saints, uh, of course, in New Orleans. Um, but, uh, so we're going to fire up Chris Godwin at 7,700 for sure. Um, if, if Evans plays, you know, this doesn't change anything, but without him, I mean, you know, there's, you know, Scotty Miller and Justin Watson are going to get some run. Uh, they've had pretty good summers as well. So they could be like in a tournament. Like if Evans doesn't play, those are the kind of guys, you know, they're probably like league minimum, you know, 4,000 or 4,200, whatever. And, you know, so those would be the kind of guys you'd want to like, uh, in like a million dollar tournament or something like that and hope, you know, Scotty Miller catches three touchdowns and just goes crazy. Hey, but, Scotty but yeah, Miller, Godwin, Scotty Miller right here. Yeah, there you go. BGSU. Absolutely. So, oh. but yeah, yeah. Godwin just so like, obviously he's incredible breakout year last year, nothing, no reason to expect anything else. Um, you know, um, and he kind of, I don't know, like Brady's a better deep thrower than he ever gets credit for, especially last year. He was really good at it. So if Evans plays and he's running his usual routes, like they should be fine. But Godwin feels like the kind of receiver that Brady's just going to fall in love with, like, you know, just kind of open intermediate range and stuff like that. Gonna, and then his uh, run after the catch ability is incredible. I'm so. going to piss yep. off a lot of people here, but this Tampa Bay wide receiver core is more talented than the overall 2007 Patriots. Obviously, Randy Moss is probably the GOAT and one of the greatest of all time. I completely understand that, but there's only so much you can do as one superstar wide receiver. Obviously, they had more talent on that team. But, like, Evans and Godwin are both top 10 receivers, probably, and that just, like, yeah. it 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 overweighs yeah. just a one of the greatest of all times. Um, I think the Bucks are a great play in fantasy all year. There is a chance they blow up, but, like, this is everyone's going to point to the Browns last year. This is different. This is Tom Brady. This is Bruce Arians. They've been there, done that. Um, I, I like that play. The only thing that I don't love about Godwin is obviously he'll probably get Marshawn Lattimore. He's faster than Marshawn Lattimore, obviously, and it just takes one play. Um, but Godwin is a, I mean, a steal at 77, really. Or that's why you'd yeah. want Evans to play so that uh yeah he, absolutely Lattimore typically covers him that would be yeah. advantageous because so, I mean right. I, in my opinion Mike Evans is the better receiver fantasy wise he's probably not but like if you're just like defensive coach you're obviously saying Mike Evans is who we're stopping may Godwin beat us deep most likely I'm not depends on the defensive coordinator and the team obviously no, but that's legit yep um, absolutely okay so I love those plays uh the great thing about us doing our DFS, by the way, is John and I almost never have the same plays, and it's not that we disagree That's with each weird. other. It's just like I like it because I like listening to a show where they all have a different one so I can then think like, oh, well, which one do I like better? Um, right, mix and match, pull in the best ones that you think, you know, from his lineup, my lineup, you know, yep. all this stuff. And other plays that we're just kind of mentioning on the periphery here, so yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, so what I, do you got for wide I have Deshaun Jackson. I'm not going to touch on him. Uh, great Beautiful. play at 5,600. 
Um, then I have Cole Beasley because uh, I wanted a Josh Allen stack, obviously. Josh Allen's one of those I- quarterbacks that um, I picked a lot last year in DFS, and it burnt me in the beginning of the season. I'm never going to double stack. There are quarterbacks you definitely double stack. Carson Wentz, Dak Prescott, Russell. All these top quarterbacks you will, you can definitely double stack and get away with it, especially hmm. Lamar and um, Mahomes and um, Wentz because they have elite tight ends. Um, Josh Allen I just don't trust that much as a thrower. So I'm taking Cole Beasley because I love – Beasley, Edelman, I love these underneath guys that quarterbacks feel safe with. That's something that's very um, underrated. Josh Allen dumped it off to Cole Beasley a ton in the beginning of the season. I had Cole Beasley in every single one of my lineups at the beginning of the year, and he was getting me you know, 12 to 15 points at you know, almost the cheapest you can get for a starting receiver. And um, I am nice. almost guaranteeing that you know these defenses, who do they play week one? New York Jets. So first of all, mm-hmm. they have no secondary. They have no defense. New York Jets aren't even a team. Um, they're going to focus on relegated. Diggs and Gallup. <laughs> uh, Diggs and Gallup. Good Lord. Diggs and John Brown. Um, mm-hmm. John Brown was great last year. Stephon Diggs is obviously great. So Cole Beasley's going to be getting lined up against linebackers because he plays in the slot a lot. He, you know, he's just too quick. I just love yep. Cole Beasley. Um, he's a, he's more of a safe one. He's never a blow up cheap guy. He's just like a safe. Okay, I spent ten grand on McCaffrey. Where can I save a buck? That's my reasoning for Cole Beasley. Uh, but I love Good DJ call. Chark. Um, I love the DJ Chark pick as well because they're going to have to throw a lot. And, you know, Col- the Colts don't have a lockdown safety. Um, mm-hmm. My third one is someone who I was obviously high on. I talk about them all the time. I love the Packers. Uh, De- Devontae Adams. You know, I was kind of like, yeah, he's going to be good. But I was texting John, like, here's my hot take. DeAndre Hopkins might finish – uh, wide receiver one and you know I was kind of just thinking like football wise like he has a he has a chance to be maybe the most efficient wide receiver obviously he is the most efficient wide receiver he doesn't drop a goddamn pass in his way but um mm-hmm. he had 150 plus targets last year um, oh yeah he won't get that again he just won't get that I yeah. don't care how many passes I mean the Cardinals are going to throw the most passes in NFL history I would guess this year I, I would say they break that record for most passes um <laughs> but Devontae Adams has a very legitimate chance to be wide receiver one in PPR. I mean, it's yeah, the more, the, I, the, more the more I started looking at it, the more it just made sense. Like, uh, you know, there's with a lot of great quarter with a lot of great, a lot of the great receivers right now, they either lost, you know, they either are sharing it with another wide receiver that has kind of emerged or, mm-hmm. um, you know, they lost the quarterback. So, or they're in a different system that's just not going to benefit them. Like, um, you know, Odell is one of those guys that I talked about His with John. Like, he's a top-10 talent, but he's just not going to show it. In, like, he's just not a viable option in fantasy, really, for the remainder of his time in Cleveland with this offense. That's just my take because he's going to be overpriced. But that was a long spiel for saying Devontae Adams against the new Minnesota secondary. Aaron Rodgers is yeah. still one of the best. Devontae Adams is fantastic at um, – just he's just one of the cleanest route runners in the NFL. So, yep. I went Devontae Adams. He is eight grand, so he's expensive. Um, I went expensive at one running back and two receivers. So, yeah, my that's a smart play, though. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's a, as you mentioned, there are you know Alan Lazard, uh, Valdez Scantling. There are the guys there, but nothing. No, you know, they the relationship that Rodgers and Adams has is just. He, I mean, they it's yeah. just incredible. Aaron so, Rodgers yeah. isn't gonna just like tons of targets. He Aaron Rodgers is the type of quarterback that you don't. I mean, you do have to kind of worry about positive and negative game scripts, but 
he's the type of quarterback that um, a coach won't just make run the ball because they're up. Like you can still trust Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball. And a lot of times when Aaron Rodgers gets up, they keep throwing the ball and yeah. Devontae Adams could easily have two, three touchdowns. I know that's a, that, that's yep. bold, but Minnesota can't stop him. Yep. And it piggybacks on your, you know, it's one of your best bets. If you like Green Bay to win that game, yeah, then sure, why not? It feels like Rodgers and Adams should have their way with them. You know what I mean? So yep. that makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Um, at tight end, just part of the stack, I just put Zach Ertz in there. I wanted the two healthy guys in Philadelphia, what basically Jackson and Ertz. So. <laughs> Um, and 6,600 too, because I was originally thinking about maybe going Garoppolo Kittle and using that stack against Arizona since they were atrocious against the tight end last year. Um, but you know, 6,600 for Ertz, I thought, well, it's not no reason to pay 8,000 for Kittle when I could just grab, um, a quarterback a little more expensive, but then save that money on the tight end. So that's why I went with Ertz. Yeah. Well, you went with, um, you went with root beer and I went with Mr. Pibb. I got Eric Ebron. (laughs) Pittsburgh tight end. My reasoning behind this is, um, <laughs> Mom bought pop from Aldi. We, <laughs> we saw, we saw, um, Eric Ebron, um, last year with a quarterback, not nearly as talented as Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and really, I just think that this giants, well, I don't think this, the giants team is not good. Yeah. James Connor is healthy. And when James Connor healthy, he's a top 10, top 12 running back in this league. So, yep. Eric Ebron is just going to have – it just takes one touchdown. Uh, I was telling John it's tough because Eric Ebron is so touchdown dependent because he's not just going to go out there and get 12 catches. You know, he's not Zach Ertz. Um, just takes one touchdown. Uh, I think Eric Ebron can definitely get that. Juju, um, Deontay Johnson, they aren't wide receiver th- – they aren't end zone threats. Um, James Conner is not oh, necessarily yeah. an end zone threat. Like, he can definitely run between the tackles. But um, there's not a Gus Edwards or Leonard Fournette on that team, so – I like Eric Ebron. Uh, he's cheap. He's five grand. That's why I did it. Um, I wanted to be able to get my flex player uh, really badly, so I went with five thousand there for Eric Ebron. Um, That's good. I'm gonna look real quick. Sorry, John. I know we're running a little bit longer. No, you're fine. Um, I could do my flex while you're looking if you want. Oh, I I have it pulled up now. I was basically okay. just gonna say um, the other tight ends that are this cheap are Noah Fant, um, T.J. Hawkinson, and Mike Jacecki. Um, there's also okay. like Johnu Smith and stuff. Um, it's not that I don't mm-hmm. like those guys. It's that with Noah Fant, I it's Monday. It's a Monday night game. Drew Locks, you know, it's his first time starting a season. It's against Tennessee. I just don't know how that game's gonna go. And I like Tennessee's defense a lot. Um, I don't like the Giants' especially, defense. That's what it was. Clowning now. Yeah, it was between Ebron and Fant really, and I just mm-hmm. dislike the Giants a lot more than I like than, than I dislike Tennessee. Yep. Well, we think Pittsburgh should pound on the Giants in that game, first of all. So, you you know, you want to be on the winning side of that if you're taking, like, the tight end, basically. Pittsburgh's um, a good team. They're, I mean, they're good. Yeah. And this is, look, you throw a dart. Like, you have to somewhere, right? you got to make concessions in this. Like, you you you, you pick Ebron, who's $5,000. It's super cheap. And you're shooting for, like, a two-touchdown game, right? If yeah. he gets it, he gets it. And you're going to, you know, you'll be in the running for the money for sure. Like, if he doesn't, yeah. okay, you whiffed. But... This is what you do. You gotta you gotta go low and you know pick someone with upside and you know he's who's got more upside at the tight end position than he does on a yeah. and he's and he's had it's been really positive uh, talk out of Pittsburgh all summer basically so he said he's looked really good so I, and this is uh real quick this is what you get yeah. for John was more conservative all across the board so he gets a guy like Ertz 
who's still not breaking the bank. But once you see my flex player and then Devontae Adams added up with Christian McCaffrey, you have to take a big you have to take a big dump off somewhere. It's just how yeah. it is. Yep, take a shot somewhere. So, um, my flex is uh, Austin Eckler uh, against the Bengals. Ooh, so seventy seventy seven hundred. But uh, yeah, so I want I want three running backs. You know, I got Cook and Jonathan Taylor. I wanted Eckler in there. Um, another like high floor player with like a crazy ceiling. Um, you know, I mean, Chargers offense obviously going to be different with Tyrod Taylor. But uh, um, which another way to save money in two that would be a neat stack is to go Taylor and Eckler as well. You could, you could easily do that. So, which I think you mentioned that earlier before the podcast I, started, that was a good call. I even so. think cause Burrow's the cheapest quarterback you can get. That's a starter. Okay. I don't hate Joe Burrow. He's going to have a lot of pressure on him, but yep. he had a lot of pressure on him in college. I don't think that Joe Burrow is going to live up to the hype. I don't think that means he's going to be a bust. I, we talked about this on the last across the Browns. I hate the word bust, but mm-hmm. This guy, if 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 he gets down, it's gonna say, "Go win us the game." Joe Burrow's got big running upside. He's got AJ Green healthy. He's got John Ross. He's got Tyler Boyd. I I like, I I like both those quarterbacks in that game because I don't think either. Yep. I think that the Chargers defense is obviously very good, but I think Joe Burrow, with a healthy AJ Green, might might just be good. I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a good call for sure. So Taylor's better uh, in that game though. Who'd you get in your flex? So I got Julio Jones. Um, nice. Don't love nice. Julio Jones oh. in PPR. So I'm in a fantasy league. Uh, it's a keeper league. I helped my dad run his team. They've been in it nice. since 2005. And, you know, it's not PPR, so we had Julio Jones for a long time. Um, yep. the, the reason being is obviously if you look at, you know, maybe the top four wide receivers in the NFL, this is pretty undebatable. Jones, Adams, Hopkins, and um, Thomas. Three oh, of those yeah. guys catch 10 to 12 passes pretty regularly like they're the they are the possession guy they're the deep threat they just when the play breaks down that's who the quarterback goes to Mm -hmm. one matt ryan when the play breaks down is kind of like a walking praying mantis back there is what he looks like that lanky bastard two julio jones um just his he has I'm not saying his only specialty is deep threat. Obviously, he's one of the best. He's one of the most physically gifted and best wide receivers we've ever seen in the he's game. Incredible. But he's not gonna go out there and catch 12 passes on the regular. There will be games, and this is one of those sure. games. I think he definitely will. Seattle's secondary can be good when Dunbar's back if he plays like he did last year. But right now, they just don't simply have someone that can match up with Julio Jones. Granted, nobody in the league can match up with Julio Jones, um, but Seattle. And Atlanta, it's a one o'clock game, so you know I. A lot of times with prime time games, I'm scared because offenses can clench up. Um, one o'clock game on a Sunday, this is gonna be a shootout. I think. I think I this think so one's too. gonna be higher scoring than the Chiefs Texans. That's just my guess. Obviously, Ooh. Patrick Mahomes is gonna come Ooh. out and throw six freaking touchdowns and repropose to his girlfriend when he gets a the biggest. <laughs> ro- like the dude's just unstoppable. But I, I think that the Atlanta Seattle game. Um, unless they really try to incorporate Chris Carson and Todd Gurley, which would not surprise me because Pete Carroll's an idiotic. Yeah, Brian Schottenheimer's the worst. Uh, that and worst and Carroll, they're bad, both bad. But anyway, yeah. I really like Julio this week. Only eighty yep. two hundred. I know that's expensive, but like he's one of the greatest wide receivers we've ever seen against a defense that can't stop him. So. Right. And they have no pass right. rush. That's the other sorry, I forgot about that. They have no pass rush. Matt Ryan's very good with a clean pocket as most wide rece- as most of these top quarterbacks are. Um yep. and 
Atlanta could be a dark horse to compete for that division. Like, they're not good, but you have Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, and Julio Jones. If things click, you can win some games. Yeah, that offense, they can be scary, that's for sure. So, And yeah. I think you're right. I think we're going to see some of that on Sunday against Seattle. Long, Absolutely. Long way to go so. for them on defense, but they're, they're, their offense is good. And speaking of defense, uh, I took the – I think we have the same, actually. I took yep. the Lions uh, against Easiest Chicago. Pick. Easiest pick yep. we had. So thirty seven hundred. I mean, they're one of the, they're like the seventh or eighth or ninth cheapest. Like I couldn't it's, believe it's it. really low. So really low. Uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, that's an easy one too. Um, fantasy too. If you're like a season long league and you need a defense for this week and you're just like a streamer guy, like you didn't get you know San Francisco or one of the better ones that you feel confident starting like every week. Uh, Detroit and Tennessee are the two that really stand out this week. So Detroit against Chicago and then Tennessee uh, against Denver. So. Yeah, Denver's um, a team that's been very overhyped. A lot of young talent that needs to prove themselves. Uh, yeah, for some reason just, they think that offense is going to be one of like it's still a long road to go. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, and then Tennessee's got a. I can't remember the second and third games, but they're respectable. Like you could pick them up and play them for three weeks, and then move on to some other, you know, uh, defense. So if you have like a short bench situation or something like that, uh, you know, that's a that's a decent one. So, um, yeah. So those are the two lineups that we chose. Obviously. Um, just uh, not going to run through much more here, but um, uh, I know we were just talking about Detroit, you know, defense against the Bears. Like, I think one, if you are going to do like a tournament, one contrarian play that you could throw in there would be to stack Mitchell Trubisky with Allen Robinson. Um, Trubisky, I just found this out too. Like, obviously he's been bad and we're, we're taking the Lions defense because he's starting. Um, and I bet the Lions in best bets because, you know, they're playing the Bears. But um but surprisingly, he has been good against like bottom twelve defenses, essentially. So, um, and I believe in the last three games against bottom twelve defenses, he has like three touchdowns in each game. So, of course, he has a lot of rushing upside. That's one of the things that we really liked about him for his rookie year. He was, you know, kind of a good runner. So, um, so who knows? I mean, if he gets it back, you know, and he happens to, you know, if the Lions are worse on defense than we think they are, like that might be a good contrarian play. David Montgomery uh, not playing too is gonna it's gonna be a lot of throwing. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't to, look like to Kareem Cohen like practiced. If but if he doesn't like, even if he's questionable, he's I doubt they rush him back for week one. It's a really serious groin injury. Like you yeah, can't mess with that. I think uh, it, every time Tariq Cohen's going to get the majority of the snaps for the Bears, that's good because just like Hunt and McCaffrey, like it's one of those Cohen just takes one screenplay to really open up your scoring. Yep. Like he's obviously not the greatest running back there is in the league, but he he can run like he is he isn't he can hold his own in the run game uh he obviously yep. just can't like hold up too long because his size like just takes a lot yeah. of stamina smaller but guy if you could if you could run uh trubisky and Allen robinson um alan robinson's better than jeff akuda right now so i like that detroit mm-hmm. doesn't have a pass oh, yeah. rusher that can get to you and you know he, they don't have that guy so nope i don't hate nope. mr trubisky and he'll probably run a lot to be honest yeah, he might have to. That's a good point. It might even be you know better if the Lions are kind of you know dictating game script in that one. So, yeah. um, if you want to pay up at running back, Josh Jacobs is a great call too. It's eighty two hundred uh, again at Carolina. They're you know terrible defense. A lot of rookies starting. Like it's just it's going to be a long day for them for sure. Um, pay attention to San Francisco. It is pretty iffy that Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, the rookie they traded up for to draft in the first round um, out of Arizona State. It looks iffy that they're going to play. So if both of them have to sit, and it's basically Garoppolo and Kittle, Kendrick Bourne is only 5,700. 
that might be a good play in like a tournament situation where you just can throw a cheap guy in and hope he goes crazy. Um, you know, maybe you get lucky and it looks like a game against Arizona that they should win, but could be a high scoring affair. Both teams have pretty good offenses, so that might be something to pay attention to. And then just one more stack to throw out there. And we kind of talked about it earlier, but Hayden Hurst is only 5,200. Um, so Matt Ryan and Julio and Hayden Hurst, like, yeah, that sounds good to me. Absolutely. Um, I mean, and you, as you said, Julio is expensive, but he's not the most expensive guy. That's for like, he's not Michael Thomas cost or anything like that. So, so that's definitely one way to go. Um, maybe the three of them with someone like Kendrick Bourne, if, if, uh, Ayuk and, um, Debo Samuel don't play. So, but, uh, yeah, so a lot of options, obviously, um, you know, like we said, just, you know, try to, you know, uh, high scoring games is what you're looking for. Stack your lineups when you can, you know, things like that. Um, and in the leagues, in these situations where it's four points for a passing touchdown, the running quarterbacks have a little bit more value. So if you can sneak one or two, you know, if you can sneak that guy in your lineup, that's, uh, that's usually a pretty solid way to go. Yeah. I, um, pay attention. He said, James Conner, like when there's two bad teams playing, that's a beautiful oh, yeah. thing for DFS. And I just wanted to add in one thing. You reminded me, because Raheem Moster is my um, main running back in my league, and um, I saw that he was playing the Cardinals, so I was like, hell yeah, like week one, good matchup. So I just changed my lineup. I changed out McCaffrey, so I have Mostert now, and James Conner as my two running backs, and added George Kittle as my tight end against Arizona, who was the worst in the league oh, wow. against tight ends last year. So I like it. We'll, we'll post these lineups on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook or whatever um but yeah i just wanted to say i changed that so uh yeah because kittle should eat against the cardinals and most oh yeah it's gonna be high scoring it's going to be a i don't want to say high scoring game because i don't know if san francisco can withstand but like most will get a lot of yards and kittle should get a lot of catches yeah yeah i think that's reasonable expectation for sure most definitely so all right and we'll probably tinker with our lineups 40 times before sunday so oh that's absolutely man all the yeah. time in the world so we have uh we have an nfl game on tomorrow night folks tomorrow night it's back finally thank goodness yeah. that's for sure so hopefully uh <laughs> let's just all cross our fingers and hope that just the season just you know plays out the way we think it will and they just get to the you know they, they all the games get in they get to the playoffs everything runs you know normal and smooth and all that good stuff but that is too far down the road to worry about. For now, we have NFL football tomorrow, and the Browns are playing the Ravens this weekend. What could there be? What more could you want in life? I don't know. Yeah. That's the pinnacle for me, absolutely. So, If you're uh, still watching, by the way, um, first of all, thank you. you're amazing. Um, you're a real one. I hate when people do this, but if you could subscribe to this, if you're listening on the podcast, subscribe, leave a review. If you're listening on watching on YouTube, um, bless your soul. Uh, we will pay for your eye doctor's appointment to correct your vision after staring at us for an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> if you could, um, you know, subscribe to this channel, it would help. Um, yep. we're just, please. Wow, we're just so glad we get like, I don't know. It's just, this is so much fun doing this and yep. I don't know. We just like to share it with people. It's a blast. Yep. Week one in the books, man. We got the first DFS, uh, best bets pod is in the books. Great and this job, is Cameron. Johnny's first time hosting. First time hosting. Woo! Damn. I thought you did great. I thought you did a good job. Thanks. Thanks. A little nervous, but it uh, was nice just being able to handle the um, visual and audio and technical. Just be the AV guy. Absolutely. So much fun. Very cool. Very cool. All right. All right, folks. That's it. Hit us up on Twitter and uh, check out the website for more details uh, on these lineups and things like that. 
And, uh, yeah, good luck with your bets. Good luck with your DFS plays this weekend. And uh, go Browns, as always. Yep.